0: Amen, amen. Let's give God another hand praise. If it's not pleasing to you, take it out of me. Amen, amen. We thank God for our praise team. Thank God for all of you being here this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's another day, it's another chance, it's another opportunity for us to go deeper in our relationship with our Savior was already said this morning, somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody had plans this morning on what they would do this morning, but they didn't wake up. They were not on the wake-up call, but you and I were on the call this morning. We were on the list this morning. We were, we were among those that, that God smiled on them one more time, one more chance. He gave us another chance, gave us another opportunity today to go deeper in our relationship with him and he gave us an opportunity to get it right with him. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. I know we got some problems, we got some issues, we got some circumstances, we got some things that we need God to work out for us but while we're here, we're here now we may as well just go ahead and give God the praises that's due him. Give him the honor that only belongs to him. We can honor everybody, we can praise everybody else but this is our chance. This is our opportunity to give him praise, to give him glory for who he is, for for what he's done, for what he's done and for what he's doing right now. He's doing some things right now in our lives. He's working some things out right now in our lives and we're not even aware. God is opening up some doors. He's pouring out blessings right now that you and I cannot see but they're there. They're there in the spiritual realm and they're coming. They're coming. God is seeking a people who will not be ashamed, who will not be afraid to give him praise. God's looking for people who will not be ashamed, who will not be ashamed to cast their cares upon him. That's what he wants. He wants us to cast all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our doubts, and all of our fears. He's waiting. He's waiting for you, 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 and you. He's waiting for us to give it to him because only he can fix it. Only he can fix it, because if he can't fix it, it can't be done. But God is ready, he's willing, and he's able this morning to fix it for you, if you're just willing to give it to him. Let's give him praise this morning. Let's give him another hand clap of praise, because God alone, he is worthy. God alone is worthy of our praise. Amen, amen, amen. We give honor to our almighty Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank God for all of you being here again on this morning. No, you know it's hot on the outside, but we thank God we're in a nice air-conditioned building. We thank God for the A.C. There are some places that do not have an A.C., they don't have comfortable seating. We thank God for that this morning. We thank you for the gift of all of you. It is our prayer this morning that you will be blessed if you haven't already been by the songs, by the words of encouragement that has already went forth. We just want to add another log to the fire this morning. We're going to uh, give you our scripture and then we're going to pray and we're going to go on into the word of God, believing that we have a word in the house on this morning for you. Our scripture is going to come from Daniel chapter six. We started a new series last Sunday, and we're going to continue that series. But this portion of the series is going to come from Daniel chapter six, and we're going to read verses sixteen. Daniel chapter six, verses sixteen going to read that scripture and then we're going to pray. Daniel chapter 6 verse 16 says, so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continuously, he will deliver you. We would like to continue with our theme, God is able. God is able. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you once again this morning for this opportunity to come and sharing and the partaking of your word. Father, we pray for all that are gathered here, Lord, under the sound of my voice, that will hear this message. Lord God that you will look down upon us look beyond our faults and see there are needs oh God that is the need to know you more and more to go deeper in our relationship with you Father we know because your word declareth that you know what we have need of even before we ask but God we ask because you said that if we ask, it would be given. And Father God, we knock. Father God, because your word declares that if we knock, that the door will be open. Your word also declares, Father God, that if we would open up the door, that you would come in and that you would sup with us. It is our prayer this morning, Father God, as you are knocking on the door of our hearts that we will open up this morning and let you come in. Let you go into those closets that we're carrying everything. We've we've hidden away some things because we didn't want others to see. But Father, we invite you in. We invite you into that, that room, that we don't want anyone else to go in. We don't want anyone else to see. We invite you, uh, Father God, to see uh, those broken places, those broken pieces of our lives, oh God. We allow you to see it, oh God. We, we, we've we tried to hide it from everybody else, but God, we don't want to hide it from you because only you can fix it. It is our prayer, Lord God, this day, that through this message, Lord, that there will be healing that that, that takes place. It is our prayer, Father God, that there will be trusting uh, that takes place through this message. It is our prayer that there be deliverance in this message. And Father God, it is our prayer that there will be encouragement to keep on keeping on in this message and to never give up, to never quit. Oh God, that is our prayer this day. And Lord, we pray that we would decrease and you would increase. And that you will use us until heaven can get the glory. And Father, we ask you all these blessings and more. It is in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. And the church said, amen. 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 Able. We live in a fallen world, but we're called to be good citizens. Oftentimes, in order for us to be a good citizens, means rejecting the world's way of doing things. We reject the world's way of doing things in order that you and I will worship God. Instead of doing what everybody else is doing, we must reject the world's way and still worship God instead. What God is looking for today are men and women who will not be ashamed or be afraid to stand up for what is right. To stand up for him, to stand for truth. God is looking for a people who will have their allegiance not to the world, but their allegiance will be to him. I want to tell you this morning, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, that God is able. God is able to work out. He's able to move. He's able to change. He's able to stop. He's able to start. God is able to do whatever it is that you and I need to be done. When we look at Daniel uh, chapter 6, I read verse 16 where the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and they cast him in the den of lions. But an interesting thing, if you note, the king spoke a word. He spoke a word, even though he's the very one that commanded that Daniel be cast into the lion's den, he spoke a word. He spoke a word to Daniel and said, your God, whom you serve continuously he will deliver you. He he. even though Daniel had to be cast into the lion's den, the king even believed that God was able to deliver him out of the lion's den. Now, now the story about Daniel in the lion's den is one that we've heard all the way up from youth. We've heard about uh, of the story about Daniel being thrown in the lion's den, but it's a story for us to recognize the power and the authority of God see see people can can, can make a, a declaration on you they can say things about you they can even wish your demise but 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 even in the midst of that God still is able to be there for you he's able to show up in fact in fact he's able to show up in the situation when it seems hopeless. Daniel being placed in the lion's den only because he refused to bow down to any other God other than the one and true God. There's going to be times in your life, my brothers and sisters, where you're going to have to make a decision on whether or not you're going to obey God or you're going to follow after the customs of the world. I want you to understand that before before Daniel got uh, into Uh, this predicament that he find himself I want to give you a little history for those that were not here on last Sunday we found out that Daniel's life and the lives of his three friends were changed Uh, their life was changed when they were taken captive by y'all remember King Nebuchadnezzar y'all remember that their life changed because they were taken captive and brought into the king's court Y'all remember uh, uh, the story how uh, uh, the three Hebrew boys, we talked about them on last week, how they refused to bow down to the golden image, and thus they were cast into the fiery furnace. And so it is, it is believed that, that, that at the time that these young men, as I said last week, these young men, they were young in age when they were taken captive. And, and, and it's interesting to note that even though they were young, they were still able to make the decision that we will not bow down to any image. We will not serve any other God but the one true and living God. What that tells me, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can be young. You can be middle-aged. You can be a teenager as a lot of our young folks are today. They need to hear the word. They need to hear the word that even though even though you're going to be tempted by the trials and the tribulations of this world, you're going to be tempted by the lure, by the glamour, of this world you still have to have a made up mind you have to already have the decision already made so that when that time comes you will not have to wonder you will not have to give it a second thought as to whether or not I'm going to do this or do that because I made up in my mind as these three men did along with their companion Daniel made the decision that we're going to serve God We're going to serve God. Some said it's believed that they were around the age between 14 to 17 years. We don't exactly know, but some says 17, some says 14. But what we do know at a young age, they were taken captive. They were taken captive. What I saw there is that they were taken captive, but they had not done anything wrong. Oftentimes, you're in situations that maybe you Necessarily didn't have anything to do with putting yourself there, but you're there simply because of the sins of other people. There are some of us, we are victims of sins of our parents. Our parents are victims sometimes of sins that were committed by their parents and their forefathers and on and on and on. What we understand when we trace all the way back to history, it goes all the way back to the beginning of time when there was Adam and Eve and sin entered the world because the serpent beguiled them. He deceived them, thus sin entered into the world. So you and I, we are a part of something that happened long before you and I were born. So we know that in this life, we're going to go through some things that everybody wants to say, this is not fair. No, it is not fair, but then who determines what is fair? Who determines what is right and what is wrong? God determines what is right and what is wrong. God decides whom he choose to bless and not bless. God makes the final decision. He makes the final judgment. What we understand that Daniel and his friends, they were brought into the king's court at a young age. These young men, they were wise for their age because God simply had his hands on them, Now, Daniel in the time of the court was anything but ordinary. Y'all remember from last time we talked about the gift that Daniel had was that he could interpret dreams. Last time we talked about how Daniel was able to not only interpret dreams, but he could tell you what you dreamed. Now, then we move on, and then King uh, Nebuchadnezzar, we found out that he had appeared in his life where he thought that he was God. He thought he was the one. He thought he was the one that had it going on. He thought he was this and that and a bag of chips, and he had to be humbled. Then we get into his son in in chapter 5 begins. He takes over reign after his father uh, had died. But I noted that his son only reigned for two years. Now, his father was able to be on the throne, it says, for 43 years, but his son only reigned for two years. The question is, why did he only reign for two years? It was because his son failed to humble himself as his father had to do, was taught to do. The son knew this, but yet he failed to do this. And then it says that the son was so bad that he and his wise men and his concubines and his wives and, and all of, of the men of, of, of his uh, uh, cabinet, if you will, they decided, he decided to have all the gold and, and, and the silver uh, uh, instruments, drinking instruments that was taken from Jerusalem, from the temple in Jerusalem, brought in to them while they were partying, while they were having a, a good time, they decided that they would drink wine out of those vessels that was preserved for God and for God alone. And so thus he picked Puffed himself up to think that he was God. So it is then at the time that this happened, while they were doing this, there began to be a hand that was writing on the wall. Now, as the hand was writing, making inscriptions on the wall, The king, Beshezar, wanted to know what the writing meant. So y'all know what had to happen. They went and they tried everybody else and nobody could do it. And finally somebody told him there is one. Matter of fact, it was the queen that said there is one, there is one, that is that Daniel. Daniel is one that he is able to tell you what it meant. So Daniel comes and he interprets the writing on the wall and he begins to tell uh, uh, the king Beshezar that God is going to divide your territory. God is going to take The throne from you, in other words, it's what he's saying. And so it is saying that even at the end of that day, his life was taken. Thus now we have a new king. The new king is King Darius. This is where we begin in chapter 6. King Darius is on the throne. If we look at verse 10, it says, Daniel knew the writing on the wall. He went home. I'm sorry. I went a little too far. Daniel... Daniel knew that there was writing on the wall, and so what he did, when we look at uh, chapter 6, at the beginning, the king Darius set the kingdom over 120 uh, uh, straps, and over the whole kingdom, he set over 20 uh, uh, straps. satraps they were called some of the men Daniel was one of those men who were chosen to govern over the territory to govern over the kingdom and so Daniel continued on in the role that he was in with the two previous kings but he continued to be elevated by God Daniel's life changed when he and his friends were taken into captivity they were in captivity but yet they still were promoted what I got from there, you can be in situations that doesn't look favorable to you, but God still can promote you. God still can see you in spite of what other people have said, what other people have tried to do and trying to hold you down. God still can make a way out of no way. God still can use you in spite of the situation that you make find yourself in. So we understand again that Daniel was the one who was able to interpret the dream. So now we have a new king on the throne. And even in that, God still gave Daniel favor and that the king, he liked Daniel. He liked Daniel. He respected Daniel. He also respected, we found out, he respected Daniel's God. Now then, what I want to tell you this is that Any time that God promotes you, you will always have haters. Whenever God promotes you, you will always have haters. Isn't it interesting to note that you can be running with a group of people and you don't have anything and they don't have anything. And God opens up a door for you just to get just a little bit. The haters are the ones that you used to run with. These men, they were in positions to do the same thing that Daniel was doing. the problem is the call was not on them, but it was on Daniel. And they would profit. By Daniel's promotion, just as he would have profited if they were the ones being promoted. Oftentimes, when God promotes us, it's not just for us. He blesses you to be a blessing to other people. But other people, they don't understand that. They don't understand that God blessing you does not discount them in any way. But can I tell you, promotion only comes from God. I cannot promote myself. Only God can promote me. Sometimes we get upset because it looks like we've been overlooked on our jobs. We've been overlooked in the church. Somebody else got the position that I thought I should have got. But promotion only comes from God, not anybody else. Y'all need to get that. Promotion only comes from God, not anybody else. I know that they might try this and try that, but true promotion only comes from God. And God does not need anybody's help. He does not need anybody else's permission. God does not need favorable circumstances in order to promote you. Think about it at a time in your life where things were going bad, difficult and hard, people were talking about you, they were persecuting you, God promoted you. Now, now I know I know I know that we teach today and there's nothing wrong with this. That to, you go to school, you get your education, you go to college and you get your degree, And then you can go out and get the job that you want. But can I tell you, that's not always true. There are people who have degree on top of degree and they don't have no job. They're not in the field that they went to school for because they went to school. They put all the time, the energy and the efforts into achieving this thing. And then when they got there, they realized it wasn't what they thought. So that is the reason why i can tell you that promotion comes from god now these men found themselves in a predicament of not of their not of their own making but god still was able to use them daniel in this situation now he's served two kings now he's on the third king he has received favor from the king daniel got another promotion guess what And the people who were in the circle, they wanted to find a fault in Daniel because they were upset. They were jealous. They were mad because Daniel received a promotion. Now, when God lifts you up, other people will try to bring you down. They are doing the work of the enemy. Of course. This does not sit well with the people when Daniel received his promotion. They hatched and plotted a plan to try to find fault in Daniel primarily they, they, they knew that, that that there wasn't anything that Daniel was doing wrong they couldn't find him doing anything wrong so they had to find another way to try to bring him down and so what they cooked up a scheme in that they would go to the king and tell the king that everybody was on board we, 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 we all talked about it old king and, and, and we believe that there should be a decree that's made that, that, that's brought before the king and then the king signed that no one can worship any other uh, 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 person other than you, King. We, we we believe for 30 days that that's what should happen. All of us are in agreement. We've all talked about it and we've all agreed. All we need, King, is just for you to sign off on this. And that if there's anyone that 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 will worship any other god other than you, King, they should be put to death, King. That is what we 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 all agreed and we believe that if anyone violates this decree, oh King they should be thrown into the lion's den but can I tell you as many of you know from the story of Daniel not only did Daniel survive but Daniel was found without injury Daniel stated that an angel when you read the rest of the story he said an angel came and shut the mouths. of of the lion. Get this God will protect you from dangers seen and unseen. Other people may plan your demise, but God will protect you from dangers seen and dangers unseen. If God can shut the mouth of the lion, then God surely, surely God can work out your situation that you're facing today. If God can work some things out, if He can turn some things around. If he can shut the mouths of the lions, he can shut the mouths of your enemy today. There is nothing too hard for God. The question is, will you trust him to do it? Will you trust God to do just that? will you trust God to do the thing that you need him to do will you trust that God will come through for you back in the day they would say he may not come when you want him but he will show up on time God didn't show up God didn't didn't show up until after Daniel had been cast into the lion's Then that's when he showed up but even in the midst of that Daniel had a peace about him he trusted God and he believed that God would work it out for him. He believed that God would trust him simply because he didn't just get a right now faith. What you've got to understand as Christians, as a believer, our faith should start when we're small like the little lad there. Our faith should start then because he has faith that his mother is holding him right now in her arms that she's not going to drop him. There are little things that we can test, put to the test, and know that God brought me out of that situation then he can bring me out of that situation. There are times in our life when we can look back and we can see the hand of God moving. Can I testify? Just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks ago, storms came through the area. Storms came through the neighborhood. And then there were some strong winds that came. The winds came. It came through our direction because when we went outside and we saw the tree limbs over here and over there and back over there, and some had blown all the way over here. And then when we looked in the back and we saw where there was a few that snapped in half, then when we looked out and we saw that there was no lights in the neighborhood, that all the lights were out, that tells me that the wind did something. Whether it was a tree branch or it was the wind, that was something that happened in our neighborhood. But in spite of that, when we turned on the television set and we saw that the storm, the same storm that had the winds in it that came through our neighborhood, when it went To another neighborhood, houses were destroyed. Uh It Then when you look at that, you know that there had to be a God that protected you from danger seen and unseen. I didn't have to go out my front door. God knows my wife probably would have. Go out the front door and try to shoo the wind away. I just had to trust and believe that God would work it out. When they tell you that there is a tornado on the way and they said, go and get into the closet, go and get into the bathtub. Y'all know what? If I have to put my helmet on and I get in the bathtub Guess what even while I'm in the bathtub or even while I'm in the closet. I still believe that God is able I'm trusting in God I'm not worried because here's this thing when you know that you know that you are a child of the king You're able to say within yourself. Even if I don't make it out of this I'm still gonna trust God even if he allowed my house to be one of the houses that destroyed, I'm still gonna trust God guess what even when God allowed your car to be even one that gets total in an automobile accident, you still trust God because guess what? He brought you out. He brought you out in one piece. Even, even, even in the midst of, we got to testify, those times when we didn't have the money, our money was funny, and then our lights got turned off, and we told our kids we were just playing a game. Even in the midst of that, we still trusted God that he was gonna make a way out of no way. Even in the midst of our food being low, not knowing how we're gonna be able to feed our family, we still have a reason to believe that God's gonna come through simply because He did it before. Even in the midst of the times we had to walk because we didn't have transportation, we still believed that God was able, that one day He was gonna bless me and that I'm gonna be able to get me on car. Even in the midst of not knowing how to do certain things, we still believed that God was able and somehow, some way, God's going to make a way for me. Can I testify? Even when the time in my life, when I was doing the best that I know how, trying to serve God the best that I knew how, and even in the midst of that, driving a little Humpty that smoked like the mosquito truck, I still believed that God somehow, some way, was going to open a door up for me. And what I believe, y'all, this is just like yesterday. I believe that as long as that Humpty was still going, I wasn't going to get another call car. And you know what? I began to start thinking. I began to start praying. Lord, let this car break down. Let this car break because when it breaks, then you're gonna have to come through for me. And guess what? It happened just like that. When the Humpty was on his last leg, when it had went his last mile, guess what? God opened the door, but can I testify? God not only opened the door, but he used someone who was against me to bless me. That's how I can tell you today that even in the midst of being thrown in the lion's den, God is still able to bless you. He's still able to bring you out. Just like with Daniel, he brought him out unharmed. You may have some scars. You may have a few injuries. But guess what? God will bring you out of a situation unharmed. What I mean by that, you don't look like what you've been through you've been through but you don't look like it simply because god sent his angel to watch over you he sent his angel to protect you there are going to be times in your life where you have to make a decision That I'm going to obey God in spite of the consequences. I'm going to do things God's way. When you follow God, accusations against you will be proven falsely. Can I testify? When you follow God and you obey the will of God, people may try to block, they may try to deny, but guess what? They cannot stop what God has ordained. That God will open up a door, he'll open up a window, whatever it is he has to do, guess what? God will even open up him or reserve a building for you if you continue to trust God. What other people thought was going to stop you, all they did was just propel you into your blessing. What they did was propel you into your destiny simply because of the things that they did do They didn't know you had a faith. You had a trust in God that was unwavering in spite of, Lord, I don't understand why it happened this way. I know what you said. I did what you said. I was faithful in what you told me to do. And now I find myself in the being thrown in into the lion's den. God, I trust you in spite of it all. Because you know what? In the midst of everything that I've gone through, that I've had to go through, Lord, I still have faith. I still have faith still have faith. I still humble myself as Daniel did. I pray to you every day, sometimes three times a day. In Daniel's case, it was three times a day. What I found about Daniel's story and his three friends is that in spite of where they was, in spite of what they were going through, they still had an unwavering faith. They still continue to pray to God. They still, still continue to call out to God. And because of that, not only them, but the people who who were with them, they were blessed. And because you obey God and you walk according to his statutes, according to his ways, other people will be blessed because of you. Because of your obedience to God. Got this. I had this note. When rumors started that Daniel might be promoted, that's when, you know, his friends, they they, they begin to plot and scheme. Anybody been victims of plotting and scheme? to try to keep you out of something, to try to keep you from getting your promotion. People got together and plot and scheme, and and, and they all agreed that this is what they were going to do to try to stop you. But is the, are you able to testify today that that didn't happen? All that happened is that God opened up another way. He, he prepared another way. But can I testify? God already knew what they were going to do before him. The question was, would you be faithful to trust him in spite of the fact that you can't see in spite of the fact you thought that that was the way that god was going to bless can i testify there are some relationships that you did not want to end you prayed and prayed, you fasted and prayed. You didn't want those relationships to end. You were hoping and praying that somehow, some way, God worked it out. There are jobs that you've been on that you fasted and prayed. God, somehow you would move, somehow you would work it out, somehow you would open up this, this this place so that I they can see me, so that I'll be promoted. But guess what? God had another job in store for you. Can I testify? God had another relationship in store for you. Can I testify? God had other promotions down the line, down the line that you would walk into. But see, what the question is: Can you trust God long enough to wait on Him to do what needs to be done? Simply because, 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 as we saw in the in the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's son, we saw he got a promotion. Now he got a promotion behind his father, but guess what? He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready because he didn't learn from his father's mistake he repeated the even worse situation than what his father did because his father did it out of ignorance he saw what happened to his father but yet he did the same thing sometimes sometimes y'all we don't receive our promotion because we're not ready We're not ready for our promotion because there are some things that God needs to work out of us. First of all, first of all, our our, our focus can't be about us. It can't be about us. It can't be about receiving the accolades of the glory. When you read the story, when you read the story, the king told Daniel, the shells are told, Daniel, that if you can in, in, interpret the hand on the wall, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you gold clothes. I'm going to give you purple clothing. I'm going to put a, a, a gold behind around your neck, give you a chain around your neck. Guess what Daniel said? He said, you can keep that. He said, I'll I'll still tell you what the dream means. You you can keep that. I don't need that. The question is, will you sell out or will you stand still and stand firm in your faith, in your belief in God? Will you not let other people, I had to write this down. As I was thinking about this, I thought about a pastor that's long gone now. But one of the things he said, and I never forgot it. He said this, y'all, and y'all got to get this down in your spirit. He said, don't let other people, y'all know where I'm going. He said, don't let other people entertain their demons at your expense. What that means is that you got some stuff going on with you, sister. And I can't get on board with that because it's wrong. You got some stuff going on with you, brother. And I I love you. I like you. But I I, I can't be a part of that because it's wrong. Other people, if you're not careful, they'll be speaking in your ear. They'll be speaking in your ear. Let me go back. Y'all remember when you were in school and you had someone, you, you know, everybody's friends, right? Everybody's friends, this is my friend, this is my friend. Well, I don't like him, so you can't talk to him. All of a sudden, he's like, what, 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 what happened? You said, well, so-and-so, th- th- they don't like you, and they told me that if, if I'm gonna be their friend, then I can't talk to you, but I really like you, I really want to be your friend, so now you, you're torn that's how easy it is let's go further well back in the day you had that's how you used the phone now is the button cause the number's already locked in somebody call you, you, you're minding your own business you're thinking about oh how I love Jesus you're thinking about God's been good to me and somebody call you with some mess you're minding your own business now it has disturbed your peace. Now you ha- that spirit has came in and interrupted your peace. That's why Pastor Todd, I, I, I was trying to think to myself, why did Daniel pray three times a day? And then I said, well, maybe that's the secret. Maybe we need to be praying three times a day. Maybe we need to pray in the morning. We need to pray at noon and say a prayer not, not when you're on your last leg about to fall asleep and you say something quick, but maybe we need to be praying like that, that God keeps away those spirits. Because the word did say we are to guard our heart. We need to guard our heart. And y'all, we have failed in doing this, but but what I saw is that these young men, young men, they understood the biblical principles that God should come first. We put no other God, no other thing before him. Interesting to note that all of them could have bowed down and other people wouldn't have known. Nobody wouldn't have known because I'm doing this to save my life. There's going to be times in your life No matter what happens in your life, you got to make a decision. And that decision that we should learn today is to never give up on God. Testify. Daniel was around 80 years old or so, it is said, when he got thrown in the lion's den. Remember I told you, he and his friends between 14 and 17, when they were taken captive, So you mean to tell me all these years, yes I do mean to tell you, Daniel remained faithful to his God. He continued to do what was right in spite of what was going on, in spite of the situation, in spite of who was the president, in spite of who was the king, who was the governor, who was the mayor, he continued to do what is right. In spite of what decrees were signed, what laws have been signed, what laws have been legislated. He remained faithful. We as a people must remain faithful to what we know is right, to the Word of God, no matter who's king, who's queen, who's president, who's governor, no matter who's in office, you must make a declaration that you're going to stand up for God, you're going to obey God, and leave all the consequences to Him. Understand, you, my brothers and sisters, if you set the example of being faithful then our babies will be faithful if you as a parent will be faithful to you, to the call that god has placed on your life If you are faithful to the church in which God has called you to, guess what? Your children will be faithful. If you don't go home and talk about the pastor he preached too long, if you don't go home and talk about the sister sitting in my seat, if you don't go home and talk about what she had on or what he had on or what they had on, if you don't go home and talk about your brothers and sisters in church, then you set an example for your children to know that it's okay to go to church. If you would go home and not tell your children that church is a bunch. Is full of a bunch of hypocrites, then your children won't grow up believing that because they have not lived long enough to know that there's a bunch of hypocrites in the church. So the only way they're going to know that is because they heard you say that. If you live the righteous life before them, guess what? Then it won't be so easy for your kids to go out and just go off into the world as if they've never been taught anything because can I testify? A lot of times how people learn is by watching what others do. People learn a lot of times by watching what others do, not what others say. We get up and we can preach a word, but guess what? If my life don't line up with that, then no one's going to pay any attention to what I'm saying. If your life as mother, father, sister, brother does not line up to the word of God, guess what? Your children will not pay attention to you. Now then, I'm going to close on this Your prayers for others in hardship are heard by God. Your prayers for others in hardship will be heard by God. Now, the king made the decree. He signed the decree. But the king liked Daniel. He didn't have a problem with Daniel. He realized he'd been tricked. He'd been hookwinked, winked and to sign in this decree, the king, they said he didn't get no sleep. He was up all night. Now, it doesn't specify and say that he prayed for Daniel, but I believe he did, that Daniel would be delivered, that he would be spared. When you pray for other people in their hardships, your prayers will be answered. Guess what? Not only for them, but for yourself. Can I testify, during a time in life that I was going through some hardships, some difficult times, I spent that time trying to help and encourage other people. I never told the people what I was going through, never told them anything about my predicament, but I made it a point to try to do what I could to help other people. And in doing that, God changed my situation. He turned some things around for me. Church is not just about you. It's about what, how God can use you to be a blessing to other people. That's what it's about. It's about how God can use you to be an example to others. So that others may see what we preach about. We live it. We've lived it, and we're living it now. This is not a place of judgment, but it is a place that tells you the truth. Because if we don't tell you, then we are no use to God. It's about us understanding that there are things in our lives that God wants to work out of us. But we have to come to the knowledge of it. As I said on yesterday in our am the first step to recovery or healing is to admit you have a problem. Now, I can complain to my wife all the time something's bothering me physically, but if I don't go to the doctor, then I probably won't get better. I won't get well. That's what this is. This is a place we come to get healing. We encourage one another. The encouragement from this story, I want you to know that never get tired of serving God. Never give up from your service to God. Though time may seem long, but we haven't had to wait 70 years for God to do anything for us because we're not 70 years old. And he's already done some things. There are some things in your life, and I want to say this as we prepare for our our communion. There are some things in your life that you will never understand why it had to go that way. Can you imagine being born in Daniel's time and you're taken captive? Do y'all know why they were taken captive? It was because of their rebellion and their disobedience. God allowed them, but even in that God told them it was going to happen and he told them how long they were going to be in captivity and he told them what to do while they were in captivity, you just go on and live your life, but yeah you're in captivity, you're going to have to serve you didn't want to serve me when it was free, it was open for you to serve me, so now you're going to be forced to have to serve somebody else but me I provided for you, I made a way for you, I parted the Red Sea for your ancestors, I fed you with manna and quail but you always complain I gave you water when you were thirsty I told you I had a promised land prepared for you you rebelled you made a golden image after you were given the command thou shalt have no other God before me they did all these different things and they continued to rebel against God but the beauty of it all y'all is that God continue to forgive them. So if you think for one minute, and I know now we live in a time where people don't want to hear about correction and discipline, that's like those are bad words. But when you read the Bible, God chastens whom he loves. That's the worst. So if God does not correct you, then you must not be his. But whom he loves, he chastens. That's the word. So if we got people out there that're not coming, they stop coming because truth is being preached, or or they don't want nobody telling them they're what they're wrong in. They don't want anyone telling them what to do. Guess what? They'll have to answer to God one day. You and I, we don't have to. We don't. We don't have to judge. We don't. We don't have to do any of that. We just tell them this is a place to get healing. Let us all stand as we. Prepare for our communion. You know, Jesus said the command he gave was for us to do this. Until he comes, we discern the Lord's body until he comes again. Because he's truly coming again. It is our prayer this morning that as we pray over our communion, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we stand this morning, if there's any that, Lord God, has realized somewhere along the way, Father, I've slipped back from doing what you've called and commanded me to do. Father, I have not been as faithful as Daniel and his companions were in my worship, in my service to you. But God, I'm sorry. I ask you this morning to forgive me for your word says that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful, God, you're just, oh God, you will forgive and you will cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. Father, there may be things that we're harboring, oh God, that we don't think is wrong, but God, it is wrong in your sight. Father, we ask this day that you would teach us how to let it go to surrender it, to give it to you, and not take it back, oh God, because the enemy will try to bring it back, back into our remembrance, to tell us that we're still bound, but God, your word declares that whom the Son set free is free indeed. Father, we pray this morning, Lord God, as we examine ourselves this morning before we partake of this cup and this bread. This cup, Lord, represents, the bread represents your broken body. And the juice represents the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross for our sins. Father, oftentimes we don't stop long enough to think about the sacrifice that you made for us so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have. Father, we celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day, but Father, our Independence Day came when we accepted you as Lord and Savior not July the 4th, 1776, but our freedom came when we accepted and acknowledged you as our Lord and our Savior. And Father, we want to thank you for that. Father, we want to thank you that you gave us an avenue, oh God, to remind us often of the sacrifice that you made for us. And Lord, when we partake of this bread, It is your broken body. Let us remember, Lord, this is what you did for us. And make it personal, this is what you did for me. And when I drink of the cup, the juice that represents your blood, you shed your blood for me. And God, if you were willing to do that for me when I didn't deserve it, even before I was thought about, before I was created, surely, surely, Lord God, I can lift up my hands and praise you. I can lift up my hands and glorify your name. I can honor you, oh God, in all that is done and all that is said. I can honor you in this way. I can honor you, Father God, in loving my brother, in loving my sisters, in forgiving my brother and my sisters. Loving my neighbor, helping my neighbor. I can honor you in these ways, oh God. If you did that for me, oh God. And Father, I will not be too proud or be ashamed, oh God, to tell the world that I am a child of God. I would not be ashamed to tell the world that he lives, he lives, he lives on the inside of me. I would not be ashamed to open my mouth and testify of your goodness. If you did all of that for me, surely I can do that for you. Amen. Father, it is my prayer this morning as we prepare to partake of this cup, Lord God, that you will look down from heaven, O oh God. Look beyond our faults and touch us in that area, O oh God, that we need healing, that we need deliverance from, O oh God. Father I pray right now, Father God, for those Lord God who are going through, who are going through some type of financial crisis, those who may be going through some type of emotional crisis, some type of physical ailment. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring healing to all of those areas, O oh God, as we prepare to partake of the bread and the cup, Father, let healing take place. It's in Jesus' precious holy name. Lord God, we ask you this in advance. Amen.